Welcome to Bit Friends Podcast, Living Life and Love. I'm your host, Mark Braxton from Raleigh, North Carolina. Bit Friends is a national vitiligo support community founded by Valerie Molino. For information about Bit Friends classes, support groups for youth, teens, and adults, visit us at www.bitfriends.org. For questions or comments, you can email us at support at bitfriends.org. BitFriends podcasts are now sponsored by my Vitiligo team. This is Mark Braxton with Living Life and Love, BitFriends podcast. And this is also sponsored by my Vitiligo team. My guest for today is Greg Palmer from Tampa, Florida. Welcome, Greg. Thank you, Mark. I appreciate you having me, man. It's good to All be right. here. You're welcome. You're welcome. So, Greg, let's go ahead and start since this is um, Vitiligo Awareness Month. So, can you share with our listeners? your journey with vitiligo. Sure. Um, my journey started, I guess I was about 12 years old and um, I got a spot on my on my forehead and um, it was, you know, relatively small, but still noticeable at the, at the, at the same time. And I uh, also had a couple of spots um, on my lower leg. Um, so I went to a dermatologist, mom took me to the dermatologist and um, that's what he diagnosed. And um, he gave me some creams and some other things to try, but uh, it just it just didn't work. They were messy, you know, like everybody else's story. Um, they were messy, so I just stopped using them all together. And um, really, the only the only spots that I had were really um, across my forehead and, like I said, on my legs a little bit. Um, and I kind of covered up, you know, by wearing long pants um, with the legs. Although it wasn't that bad, I guess it was more mental than anything else. Um, and then the forehead was just one of the things I just put up with. Um, but for the most part, man, I mean, it stabilized and it stayed that way for a long time. I mean, some of the color even came back in my forehead. So unless you really looked, you know, you really couldn't see it. Um, but then when I got to about age 35 or so, um, is, is when it really started to, um, spread and, uh, it started in my hands and, it was like at a really rapid rate. So, you know, there was a, there was a lot of concern there on, on, on my part, man, as far as, man, how far is this going to go? Right. Um, and, you know, it, like I said, it spread for about maybe two or three years. And I went and talked to some dermatologists and, and they gave me some options. They wanted me to try the creams for a little while. And um, again, still too messy, especially as an adult, when you got to use your hands during right. the day at work and type and everything. It just really wasn't an option. Um, so I, I ran into another dermatologist and um, he suggested trying the uh, light box treatment, the, the ultraviolet light right. treatment. Um, and uh, my schedule was a little flexible. So I decided to give it a shot. Um, and I did that for about three years and I, I got really, really good results. And I know everybody doesn't get good results, but um, you know, I, actually got pretty good results and a lot of the color in my face had came back because um I probably lost about uh seventy percent of the color um in wow. my face. And um like I said I did the light box treatment and um although it was inconvenient it worked for me. So um after about three years like I said it stabilized and and um I haven't had really too many issues since and that was about ten years ago since okay since I stopped treatment. So it's wow. been, um, it's been, it's been pretty good. I've had pretty good results so far. 
And, you know, real quick, I'll talk about treatment because I know it, it's different for every person. You know, I tried mm -hmm. the cream. Uh, my vitiligo was pretty much on my hands, my feet, yeah. my legs, torso, around my waist, um, yeah. armpit, you know, those areas. Yeah. A little bit around my mouth, and I have like a spot on my neck. Um, but when I tried the cream, you know, and I tested it on one hand to see if it was going to do anything. It was like Nothing. putting lotion, and that was it. It like it didn't do anything else. I know. And, and, and you it know, is, it's funny, man. It's so disappointing when that happens. It's like you kind of put it on there, and you do it for a period of time, and you don't see any results, and you're like, right. oh, you know. And, and, and I paid all my money for it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know, like with the light treatment, and, um, and I'll talk to several people in our community. Some it has worked for, but when they stopped it their vitiligo came back stronger. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's some people that doing the light treatment, it just didn't work for them because they found they were getting burned and, you know, different yeah. results. Yeah. So that, that's one thing I think within our community, when we suggest certain things for certain people, we got to understand it doesn't work for every skin. Exactly. You know, our yeah. skin is so different. Because um, yeah. I, I say even within our community, we talk about wearing our sunscreen. Yes, I wear it anyway, because being out in the sun, you don't want to get burned anyway. But mm. some people have to be more drastic with it by covering up completely. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I may not have to do that, or somebody else may not have to do that. So it, it, it varies with our skin. It varies with our bodies, you know. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Uh, one, about your childhood, you know, with vitiligo. Mm -hmm. Being 12 and uh -huh. being in school and watching yourself, you know, develop your spots. Um, how was that growing up? Um, well, it was middle school. So, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. go to that middle school period. But, you know, Mark, uh, um, I think I've always been one to keep a small group of friends, you know, right. and and um, I mean, you know, they're, they're, they, they were they were adolescents, you know, so there was some teasing and some nicknames going on. But for the most part, man, I mean, you know, they were just my friends, you know, and they were the guys I hung out with and 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 they were never like um, cruel about anything, you know, because um, we all laughed and joked about each other, you know, because at that age, we all got things that uh, things that stand out about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I always kept a kept a small group of friends, probably two or three friends um, that I would hang with every day. And so, you know, that was supportive. High school, uh, you know, again, never one to really have a lot of friends in high school. I stayed with uh, those, you know, two or three friends that I was close with. And uh, that was it, you know, so, uh, you know, I can't say I had, I had a whole lot of issues coming up, you know, which was, which was really positive. And I think, like I said, part of it was because the spots that were visible, um, some of the color had started to come back, you know, so I was really fortunate in that aspect, you know, um, not to have it totally visible where everybody could see, unlike it was once I got older, where everybody could see, it, you know, and, and. I was in a position at work where, you know, I was in front of people all the time, you know. So that was a uh, that was a big adjustment for me. Um, here's a, another question I have. Um, I know we have some members in our community that developed their vitiligo later, and you know, I kind of feel like I hear some people saying it's, it's worse when you're young, but then I hear some people say it's worse when you're older. And I kind of dance between the two. I'm like, well, if I had it as a child, would I have learned how to, you know, cope with it 
at an earlier age compared to being, you know, 25, 26, when you feel like you're in your prime and you're finding your skin change. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, man, I, you know, I think it depends on, on the individual and their circumstances. For instance, um, do you have a, a good support system? You know, um, I had a great family coming up. My mom was always there. She was always encouraging me, um, kind of speaking life into me and always speaking positive things to me, you know, and the people around me were the same way, you know, whereas um, my experience may have been a lot different if I didn't have that support system, you know, and it's the same thing as you get older, you know, um, but time that mine really started to spread, I was already married, I already had a family. My wife has been wonderful. Um, she's always been there to support me, you know, so I, I didn't really, um, I didn't have to worry about dating, you know, I didn't have to worry about some things that older um, people who get it when they're older have to worry about, you know, because I was already past that stage. And, and uh, you know, I was I started started going to church, you know, and, and so, um, you know, I got the word of God in me and, and that really gave me a lot of encouragement. Um, and that really carried me through um, in a lot of times when I was unsure about what the future was going to hold as far as vitiligo, you know. So I think everybody's um, circumstance is a little different. It just depends on your, you know, on your support system and, and, and your psyche, who you are as a person, your confidence level. You know, all those things at various stages can, can um, impact how you react to vitiligo as an individual. Absolutely. You know, and it's very important, uh, the support system. You know, I know sometimes we don't think about it and that support system is not always your family. It could be your best friend. So it could be a coworker. It could be, you know, if you're in a, a civil organization or something, you know, that, that support system can come from anywhere. It can come from a stranger, you know, someone that you don't know, but they understand what you're going through, you know, and, and I also feel like it's important that, like you said, it, everybody's circumstances, they're totally different and how we handle things are totally different. But I do feel like spirituality plays a very important role, you know, because um, that if you're not right within, what's happening on the outside is going to mess you up just as much. And, and then you start dealing with all those internal things, you know. Um, one of the, the things we talk about with men, and, and I do want to move the conversation and talk about men in general, um, we tend to not seek help when we have issues. You know, when we are falling apart and we're struggling, we don't seek help. Uh, what are your thoughts about men seeking that support system, seeking that support group, and, and just reaching out and saying, hey, I need some help? Man, you know, if if I got a chance to, to talk to another man that struggled with vitiligo, um, I would definitely encourage him to, to seek help, you know, because depending upon where you're at, where your psyche is at, this thing can overwhelm you, you know? And like you said, if you don't seek help and if you're in a bad place psychologically, you know, you could, you could go into a, a deep, dark place, you know? And I, and I know that there are people um, where that's where vitiligo has led them at, you know? So um, it's important, man, to, to have people around you that you can talk to. I mean, if you remember, we did a little men's group uh, a few a few months ago, and we Absolutely. talked about some of those things, man. And it was so encouraging 
to to hear from other men, to hear their issues. And we could all encourage one another because nobody knows what we go through like we do. You know, I mean, as close as friends that we might have or even our spouses to a certain extent, nobody knows what we go through like we do. You know, the the subtle stares that, you know, people give us or or, you know, when people usher their kids away or when kids look or say stuff, you know, that stuff that how it impacts us is something that only maybe me and you can really, really relate to, you know? So yeah, man, it's so important to, to, you know, don't be afraid to reach out for help. Don't let pride get in the way because essentially that's what it is, Mark. You know, it's just pride getting in the way of, of you seeking help. And, you know, from, from a spiritual standpoint, I think that's, that's what the enemy wants. He wants us to, you know, try and do it ourselves. And, and, you know, the more we try and do it ourselves, the more we fail, the more discouraged we get. And then other things start descending, you know, um, depression and anxiety and all these other things, you know. So if we don't manage it properly, man, it can really be um, too much to handle. Absolutely. And, and one of the things that we did, and I say we, a group of us got together, five men, you know, myself, Perry, Andre, Ben, and Terrell. And we started talking about ways that we can help other brothers in our community uplift each other. You know, we're really trying to build some unity and also kind of push us uh, as men to the forefront to step out of our comfort zones and say, you know what, here's our story with vitiligo. This is what it's like being a man living with vitiligo. And this is what we can do to help other brothers who are struggling in that area. Um, and, And... so next year, we're going to have a conference, uh, a summit, not a, not a conference, but a summit where we can get together and talk about male issues, the things we go through, you know, everything from mental health to um, supporting the community to, you know, the issues sometimes with, with intimate situations with men and all these different things that, that we are plagued with sometimes, but we don't talk about, you know. And we don't talk about them because, you know, we're embarrassed or we, we fear what others are going to think or, you know, that's my pride, my manhood, my ego. I can't, I can't mention that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, for, for coming up, most men are, are, are taught to be emotionally tough. Right. You know? and, and, and not to be emotional, not to break down, to, you know, handle, handle it yourself, you know, don't talk about certain things. And, to me, that's a fallacy that's really led to the downfall of so many men for that very reason, you know, Absolutely. our refusal to reach out and to seek help, you know, or even even to even to talk and say, hey, man, I'm hurting right now. You know, right. Right. I don't know what's going on. You know, I don't know where this thing is going to go. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, but to actually say that and and to have another brother. Um, that is there to, who can really relate to you, man. It goes a long way. It goes a long way. And, you know, and I wish I had that myself because, you know, I didn't come to grips with my condition until 2019. Mm -hmm. But I had it since the late 90s. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so I I spent a lot of time saying I got this. I can do it myself. I don't need help. I'm not seeking help. You know, I would get cards from the, um, the vitiligo community and, I'll be like, why are they giving this to me? I don't need this, but I need it. I really did need it, yeah. but my pride wouldn't let me go, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, I, and I'm admit, admitting it. Yeah, it was my pride. You know, I'm like, who wants to go to a, a, a support group, man? I'm good. Yeah. But I wasn't because, you know, I would 
be at home and looking at my skin and not feeling good and looking in the mirror and feeling like, oh, I don't like what I see. And, you know, and, um, and it caused issues in my marriage. It caused issues in some friendships. And, you know, you kind of see, you know, friendships drifting and people moving away. And it's like, man, what's going on? You know, so, you know, and I'll take it upon myself to say that was something I needed to tackle, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. the self-esteem, the, the insecurities and all that. And it wasn't easy, you know, it wasn't an easy journey, but it was something I had to do. I, and I know I had to do it, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, and when I did, I reached out to Terrell. I was like, Terrell, y'all got the support group. I want to join. He was like, brother, I've been waiting for you. Just come on, you know, because wow, yeah, I've known Terrell for quite some time and I uh -huh. didn't know he had paid attention to me and knew that I was, you know, I had my vitiligo and struggling with it. But he said, he said, Mark, I knew you weren't ready. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, I wasn't. And, and he was, he was true. You know, it was a true thing. Had he approached me earlier, I would have said, no, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and, and what we're trying to do is reach out to our men. And like you said, allow, allow them to have that space where they can say, Hey, I just need yeah. to talk. That's right. That's right. And, yeah. you know, I think we would be surprised of about how effective it is. You know, if we just gave it a chance, you know, I, when um, uh, somebody invited me to the group, I, I was I was at church one day and um, there was a lady there that was visiting and she had been alive and she said, hey, you need to join this group right now. She like, pull out right. your phone, you know, <laughs> go here and, and, and join this group. And I was like, I don't even know you, you know, um, but I, I was like, all right, cool. So I went ahead and actually actually joined, man. And um it's been good, man, to to kind of meet other brothers and, and, and talk right. to other brothers like you and, you know, some of the other guys that were on the call with us. Um, because sometimes, man, you could think that you're the only one that has been alive. Absolutely. You know, it's like, man, am I the only one around? Because you don't, you don't generally see a lot of other people with it, you know. Right. But, I mean, since I've been on this, been in this group and, um, you know, we've, we've um, like last week, we did a little spot for the local news. And um, there were about five or six of us out there. And there are people I'd never seen before, right here in Tampa, right here in my own city. Uh, what's you know? the name of your group? Uh, Beautifully Unblemished. Awesome. It's ran by uh, Tanja Johnson. And um, she's right here in the, she's in Lakeland, actually, which is not far from Tampa. But um, great group, man. And, um, you know, we have a luncheon scheduled for next week for World Vitiligo Day. And um, obviously the conference is, is going on virtually, I think. So, yeah, man, it's just, you know, ways for us to, to, to kind of get together and encourage us. And, um, you know, she put together the little men's uh, group that we did a few months ago. Yeah. So, yeah, it's always, it's pretty active, man. And it's a great opportunity to, um, you know, just get some encouragement, you know, because right. you never Absolutely. know where it's going to come from. You know, this month, um, one of the things that Tanja's doing is she's posting uh, stories, you know, different people's vitiligo journey. Right. And um, just seeing those come up is is encouraging because it lets you know that you're not in this thing alone you know so yeah man it, it's a it's a it's a good thing so i would always encourage men hey don't be too prideful you know give it a shot you got nothing to lose you know Absolutely. you got nothing to lose join a group and you probably meet some meet some other men or some other people that um will really be an asset in your life right and, and you know and that's the big push we're doing because we know there are a lot of men out there that have vitiligo but they don't want to join the group because when you when you look at our groups as a whole 
let's say we got 20 people in the group, 15 of them are women and maybe five are men. But you know, when you go out in public and you see men, you're like, whoa, that's a brother that, that, that can come to the group, you know? But yeah. what I hear from the older we get, the more resistance we're gonna have to joining a group. Now nah, I'm good, you know, I'm okay. I, you know, I don't wanna be a part of anything like that. But I think with us, those who have stepped out of our comfort zone and we're being visible, I think it gives other men hope and encouragement that, and, it, and I, not just our men, our young boys to say, you know what? I can do that too. You know, I can relate to that person. You know, yeah. I have the same condition. Yeah, I see them out there, you know, doing this and speaking and all these different things. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's very powerful because it is. we really need to make it as, I would say as normal as possible. You know, yeah, we're, we're people and we're living our lives. You know, we're not a, a whole sec different, we're, I say we're human beings, we're not a whole nother subspecies that lives out yeah. there. You know, yeah, yeah, we're people, we just look different. That's, that's right. right. And you know, I think it's it's so important, Mark, that we keep a presence, whether it's on social media, or whether it's through your podcast or or us meeting, because you never know who's watching. You never know who's going who's going to run across your podcast. Absolutely. You never know who's going to run across that social media post of of me or you telling our story and and how we made it through a situation. You know, so right. The more we get it out there, you know, that may be the the one thing that 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 draws in another person who's you know in a bad place or you know who has who is hesitant. To, to join the support group, you know? So we got to keep putting it out there, man. We got to keep talking to people and, um, you know, let them know that, hey, we're not in this thing alone or you're not in this thing alone. You know, it's a bunch of us and, and um, you know, we can get through this together. And, and you know, it's funny. I uh, stopped at Bojangles this morning on my way to work here in Raleigh. And there's a lady that works there named Pat. And I'm yes, I'm calling out Miss Pat. She'll probably hear this, hopefully. <laughs> I'll make sure she gets this shout out. But you know, we were talking, she said, you know, I'm glad you post the things you post on your Facebook page because I read them and I'm learning about your skin. She said, I didn't know any of that. She said, wow. but I'm learning now because you're putting it out there. Yeah. She said, and more people need to know. And I said, yeah, Miss Pat, that's exactly what it is. We're putting out the information to educate others and ourselves, you know, because sometimes we have the condition and don't know a whole lot about it. So, um, you know, it, it what we're doing is not just for ourselves, it's to bless others, just to be honest. You know, um, we're really putting the information out. People that we may not know who need to hear these things, positive aspects of living with vitiligo, people that are doing great things, you know, we, we need to keep putting that out there because some people think it's, it is all the negative stuff that they hear, you know, about the depression and, the, the anxiety. Yes, that is true. That comes along with it. But there's also the positive side of vitiligo. You have brothers and sisters that are writers, authors, that are designers. You have, you know, sports uh, people, figures, um, you know, you name it. We do all types of things within the community. You know, it doesn't stop us. You know, what it does, it changes the way we look at the world and the way the world looks at us. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's um, it's it's funny. One of the things that that I always say, Mark, is, you know, I tell people, vitiligo or not, life is going, life is going to hit you in the gut sometime. Absolutely. You know, and it might not be vitiligo. It might be some other issue. It might be, 
a relationship issue. It might be a work issue, but life is going to make you feel like you just got run over. You yep. know? <laughs> and how you cope with that is really going to determine, you know, who you are as a person, you know, right. and, and we've all been through trials and tribulations and struggles and things like that, man. And we've learned from those situations. And it's the same thing with vitiligo. We learn a lot about ourselves, you know, how much stock did we put in our outer appearance, you know, before vitiligo came along, you know, and, 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 and it really made us evaluate ourselves and, and do some internalizing, you know, in a sense, but then you get to a point ideally where you're like, all right, I'm not going to let this thing overwhelm me. You know, I'm not going to let it beat me. You know, I'm going to live my life. And, and, and that's one thing, man, that, um, I always try to tell people, you know, don't let vitiligo stop you from living your life, you know, right. because it does for a lot of us, man. I mean, it changes the way we dress. It changes the places we go. It changes Absolutely. the people that we hang out with. It affects so many different areas or it can affect so many different areas of our life, man. But, you know, I was forced in a sense to get out there and do some of those things just because right. of my job and the position that I held, you know, um, and so I know everybody isn't in that situation, but, you know, right. don't let vitiligo stop you from uh, living your life, man. I mean, get out and, and, and do it all. Um, don't become withdrawn because that should be your first indicator of, man, maybe something's wrong. If right. you're starting to withdraw, you know, you're starting not to wear clothes you would normally wear or, or cover up or, you know, stay away from people that you would normally stay away from. You know, that's a that's a clue that maybe, hey, maybe I need to join a support group or maybe I need to seek some um, more professional help or, you know, maybe I need to reach out to somebody and really talk about this thing. You know, because, like I said, um, you can really become overwhelmed with everything if you're not careful. Absolutely. Look, vitiligo, you know, you said it, it punched you in the gut. In 2019, it chopped me in the throat. It, went, it skipped my gut, went straight to my throat. <laughs> But but I had I had to make a choice. And you know, when things happen, you go, okay, do I fall back into what's comfortable, which was that hiding, don't want anybody to see me, yeah. or do I step outside that comfort zone? And I did, because I stopped wearing shorts. Like you said, it makes you change everything from wardrobe to where you go. Yeah. In 2019, I started going to like these big festivals that we always have here in Raleigh, and I would go by myself. Because I had to, I had to tackle that. I said, okay, here's a challenge. I have my vitiligo. I'm going to this festival. It was an African-American festival. I said, I'm going to wear my shorts and I'm going to wear my sandals. I said, I'm going to do this. Yep. And I went by myself. And the funny thing, one of my buddies hit me up. He said, um, you, you know you're on Facebook, right? I said, what do you mean? WRL, the local news here, had taken a snapshot of two young ladies. And who was the dude behind them? Me. <laughs> No way. I didn't know it. You know, I'm sitting there going, for yeah. real? He's like, yeah, you, you know, you're on front page on it. On and I was like, yeah, they got me samples and all. I was like, hey. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, what I had to do, like you said, cope is a big word. We have to learn how to cope with it. And you have to make a decision. Am I going to live for vitiligo or is it going to live with me? That's and right. I decided it was going to live with me. That's yeah, right. I recognize I have it. It's not going anywhere, but I still got to live my life, you know. Um, oh, you go ahead, Gary. Uh, you know, it, it's it's um it's a uh, funny man. One of the things that 
um, my mom told me we were having a conversation one day, you know, just in passing. And, you know, she said, people are going to talk about you anyway. And we weren't talking about vitiligo. We were just, it was just a conversation. But man, that like stuck with me. I was like, you know what? It don't matter. People are going to talk about me regardless. Even if I didn't have vitiligo, Absolutely. people would still talk about me. They would find something to criticize me for. They would find something to talk about me. Yeah. Um, so with that, I'm like, I might as well go ahead and, and live my life. I might as well go yeah. ahead and, and wear my shorts and, right. and, and do my thing. And um, like I said, I used to wear long pants, man. But then, I don't know. I just, like I said, I got to that point where I'm like, you know what? vitiligo is going to live with me. I'm not right. going to live with it, you know? And, and, um, ever since then, man, it, I guess what I envisioned in my mind of people seeing and, right. and, and how they were going to react, it wasn't even like that, you know? Right. And it's really been liberating. It's been freeing in a, in a big sense, man, to be able to, you know, dress the way you want, do the things you want. Um, and I don't think if, if we, if we don't put vitiligo in the forefront of our mind, I don't think other people see it as much either. Right. And and, and I've noticed that um, just for myself, like if I'm not thinking about it, guess what? I'm doing my natural everyday stuff, whether I'm going in the, in, in, in the stores or whether I'm walking outside somewhere. If I'm not thinking about it, if, I'm not, if it's not on my mind, guess what? I don't care. And nobody yeah. else should either. Yeah, that's right. But, I, but yeah. if I walk out the house thinking, Oh no, people are gonna look at my legs. They're gonna see my hands. They're gonna then I'm not gonna to wanna to go outside. Now I'm already defeating myself, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, but you you're absolutely right, man, that people are gonna talk about you regardless. You know, they're gonna say what they wanna say, when they wanna say it, whether you have vitiligo or not. That's right. You're gonna have people that love you, some people that don't love you, you know. That's right. Yeah. And you know, the older you get, man, the more um the more, or I say, the less you care about what other people think, you know, because again, at, 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 at 50 plus, you know, it is like, Hey, I want to get all I can get out of life. Absolutely. Know? And, and if you see it and you're uncomfortable with it, that's not my problem. That's <laughs> on you. Right, right. You know, that's yeah. something maybe you got to deal with. Maybe you got to educate yourself and become aware of, of what vitiligo is, but it's not up to me to make you comfortable. Right, right. You know, and 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 so you know, I think that's really important, man. But yeah, the older you get, the less you care about what people think, what people say. You know, you just have to live your life, man. Because um, at the end of the day, you have to look back and you have to say, man, I did everything I wanted to do in life, right. or I got everything I wanted to get out of life. You know, um, otherwise, man, you'll have regrets, and you know, I, I'm not one of those people that want to have regrets. You know, right now. Here's one of the things I often um, think about in, in dealing with people. You know, like I said, they have the issues. They see us. Some people fear us, but I'm thinking, educate yourself. We have technology where you can ask Google, you can ask Siri, you can ask anybody, white patches on the skin, and boom, it'll pop up. Vitiligo. <laughs> yeah. So to me, there's no excuse of why you don't know. Can't blame it on the libraries. You, you know, you can't blame it on that. Technology is in front of you. Um, and, and one of the things I often say, you know, once you learn about our skin, there's there's a couple of choices you have to make. You know, I said you can love it or you don't have to love it. You can mm -hmm. like it or don't have to like it. But the thing you have to do is respect us as people. That's right. You know, That's right. yeah, just respect us. You know, yeah. 
you know, I think um, uh, one thing that I learned is that people don't like dealing with what makes them uncomfortable, right? you know, or something that they're quote unquote ignorant about, you know, people would rather avoid it. And I think that's why people don't just take five minutes to look up what vitiligo is on the right. internet, you know, or do that search like you were saying, you know, they would rather avoid what's uncomfortable. You know, I see parents a lot and, you know, maybe their kids are staring or maybe their kids are asking questions. Right. And instead of, uh, instead of, you know, coming up, saying hi, asking a question, they'll, they'll just kind of shoo their kids away, you know? Right. Um, that doesn't make sense. The other day, man, I, we were out to eat at a restaurant, man. And, and, um, I had a, a, a young, uh, young, young kid come up to me and with his, he was with his mom and, um, he had vitiligo too. He was Caucasian, you know, and um, he came up to me and his mom said they were uh, in Orlando on vacation and he saw me and he just wanted to come over and say hi, you know. Right. And so, you know, I talked to him a little bit and um, tried to encourage him and, and, you know, just let him know that, you know, it's not that bad and, you know, he's going to be all right. And, and, and um, you know, he seemed, to, he seemed to be happy with that, you know, but just the fact that he was willing to take that step to come over and right. and say hi, you know, here I am, African American guy, older guy, but he wanted to come over and say hi, and man, that I mean, it kind of made me feel good in a sense, right, because, right, because you know he took a step out, you know, and, and he just said hi, and then I kind of took the conversation from there, you know, and I think it made his mom feel good, you know, to know that there were other people out there, you know, with the same issue, and um, uh, so yeah, it was it was a good experience, man, but you know, right. if you don't know what to say to somebody. Just go up and say hi, and, hi, and we'll so. figure it out from there. <laughs> and, 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 and you know, one thing that's unique about vitiligo, it it helps you cross those those barriers that you have, you know, about race or religion or you know about gender and all that stuff. We have one thing in common: it's our vitiligo. So when we see each other, I'm not thinking, is that person Muslim or is that is that person, you know. Um, a racist or does that person feel this way about me or this no none of that matters yeah. what matters is we have the same condition we are connected through our condition yeah. how are you coping with it how are you dealing with it are you okay you know it, it, it's that kindred spirit and sure. Sure. i wish the world will look at each other that way without vitiligo you know yeah. but, but instead of seeing those commonalities all we see is the differences right you know? right you know? And and if we would just see that commonality, like you said, you know, when I see a person of another race or another gender, uh, you know, I see, hey, I can connect with this person because Absolutely. we got something in common, you know. Yeah. And and like you said, you know, I, I want to ask them, hey, how how are you doing? You know, I mean, you know, how's things going? How are you? How are you living with this thing? And and see if maybe I can encourage them, or maybe they encourage me. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. One big connected world, you know. Um, so let me talk about one, I got my notes here that I'm looking at, but one other thing, um, so with my show is living life in love and, and we do have, you know, people within our community, young and old that struggle in that department. Um, and sometimes our members feel like, you know, I'm not going to be able to sustain a relationship or nobody's going to love me or all these different things. Can you just share some words of advice or words of encouragement? for our members out there, men and women, about, you know, vitiligo and being in love and being in a, a stable relationship. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you know, one, one um, 
one word of advice that I would give people is to know that that we are more than just vitiligo. Sometimes that's all we can see. You know, like you said, we, you know, we wake up in the morning, we look in the mirror and, and if we're not careful, that's what we'll see. You know, we'll miss that person inside, you know, that strong person, that person that has confidence and, and intellect and so many other talents and, and gifts to give the world. And we miss all that. And all we see is what our hands look like or what our face looks like or what our neck looks like, you know. Um, so what I would tell people is to know that you're more than vitiligo. You know, right. vitiligo is just a symptom. And and ideally for many of us, man, there's a whole lot of other things that are a lot worse that we could have. I mean, you Absolutely. see people that are confined to wheelchairs, people right. that can't support themselves, people that can't, you know, function daily um, because of other health issues. And, and, you know, I know it's cosmetic and again, it affects all of us a little different, but when we step back and look at it, I can get out, man. I can go for a run if I want, Mark. Right. I can go for a walk. I can, I, I can, I can live my life. I can do the things that, you know, anybody else can do. It's just a matter of whether I'm going to allow vitiligo to stop me from doing those things. So don't allow it to stop you from living life, man. Like you said, Absolutely. live life in love, you know, do it all, man. Right. So, so for the listeners out there, you see somebody you like, you pursue them, you, you introduce yourself, say hi, you know, That's right. That's and, right. and, and if there's somebody out there that doesn't have vitiligo and you see somebody with vitiligo that you like, take that chance, you know, right. introduce right. yourself. Simple, a simple way of right. doing it. Say confidence, hi, my name is. Confidence goes a long way. And Absolutely. I think when, when you show confidence, people will start to see past your vitiligo. Right. You know? And, um, and um, again, it, it's a, it just goes a long way, man. So just know who you are, man, and, and, and be that confident person um, and, and live your life accordingly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Greg, I'm going to bring this conversation to an end. I greatly appreciate you coming on board, sharing your story, you know, and talking, rapping with me for a little bit today. I appreciate Anytime. it. Anytime, man. I appreciate you having me on. Um, I look forward to uh, hearing your future pop podcast. I listened to one that um, you did maybe a couple of weeks ago with uh, Sharon, I think. Yeah, that, Sharon um, King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that was really a good, good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys did. You guys were cutting up. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed listening to that, man. And like I said, it's just good to know that there are other people out there that are in the same situation, the same circumstance that, that uh, we're in. And to see how, you know, I use Sharon as an example. I don't know her, but just seeing her on that podcast, um, man, she was just a very happy person, you know, and she Absolutely. just she, she just seemed very outgoing, you know, and to see that people can live with this thing and that they can succeed and overcome this thing, man, dude, it's an encouragement, you know, Absolutely. so keep putting those positive things out there in the airways, man, and, you know, know that people are listening and your effort is not in vain, brother, you know, thank and, you, thank and, you. and this thing is going to be effective, so you keep doing what you do, man. Yeah, and to our listeners, World Vitiligo Day is coming up. It is virtual, and you can join us as well. Sharon will be featured on there, so she'll be one of the guest speakers uh, for World Vitiligo Day. Um, I'll serve on a panel um, that address um, vitiligo questions, and um, I'll, I'll also host a breakout room for men at the end of World Vitiligo Day. So we're doing some great things out there for our listeners. Um, join us. You know, it's free. So join us. <laughs> Well, Greg, man, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, you take care. You have a blessed day. And uh, we'll talk again, sir. Okay. Thanks, Mark. We appreciate it. Welcome.
You have been listening to Living Life in Love with your host, Mark Braxton.